It is the reboot of the staff meeting podcast. Here is an invite for you, every leader, every ministry director, every volunteer to check out this portion of the podcast because it's here every week that we're going to be unpacking some aspect of our church's mission, vision, and culture. And it really impacts how you serve and lead. Pastor Lisa is sharing a devotional this week all about getting back to your base. Let's check it out. So good morning, everyone. Um, I was asked just to share a devotion. I wasn't given any guidelines, which can be scary when you're dealing with me. But um, I was kind of praying through this last week and really felt like I wanted to speak on something that was leadership related and yet um, would translate well to anything that we're doing in our lives. So um, I want to start off by saying that some of you may know that my youngest son, Joshua, uh, who graduated this weekend, used to be a wrestler. And uh, which made me a wrestling mom, which meant that I was in a weird little community of people who understood these terms that nobody else would understand. They don't even make sense. Um, And so I learned um, when he was wrestling that it made it more enjoyable for me and also more comprehensible for me to understand what coaches were yelling at kids and what kids were doing. Um, You know, things like get off your back or things like shoot. I didn't understand that. And one of the terms that I got to know really well was get to your base. Get to your base and get to your base in wrestling basically means that you go to kind of a home stance. It's a balanced stance where it's harder for um, your opponent to get you over on your back and pin you or get back points on you. And it also gives you leverage um, in a different way so that you can move forward with the next move. When you're off balance in wrestling, it's a, it's a game of leverage. So when you're off balance, you're easily taken by your opponent because it's very disorienting when you start getting flipped around and everything. So get to your base is something that is often yelled in wrestling. When I didn't know what else to yell, I would just yell, get to your base. Um, <laughs> and, and even, um, today I, I remember, uh, a few years ago we were in the kitchen and Josh spilled an entire gallon of milk, um, in the kitchen, which every mom has had that experience at some point or another. And he was standing there and he was looking around and I said, get to your base. Cause I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> um, so, um, as leaders, sometimes we get off balance, we get disoriented, um, things come at us that maybe we weren't expecting. And, um, the idea of getting to our base kind of can help us remain balanced. It can help us remain, um, in control of what's happening. And it can even give us an advantage, um, Um, as we're moving forward and we're working toward our goals. So as I was thinking about this for my own life and my own leadership, I thought of some things that I think are applicable across the board. Um, And there are way more things that I'm going to touch on today. But these are a few things that can get us off balance as leaders um, and knowing how to get back to our base or get back to what's important and what's balanced can help us avoid um, being disoriented or staying on the defensive and give us the ability to move forward. um, And rather than maintain or even lose traction, we can move forward. Um, For the purpose of this talk, our base is the truth. Um, So the first thing that can often pull us off balance, or at least for me anyway, is criticism or negative feedback criticism or negative feedback. Now, criticism can be great for leaders. Um, If it's given in a loving, objective, constructive way. 
But very often, that's not the way that criticism is given. I mean, just just realistically, it, it doesn't happen. If we're in a, an accountability relationship or a leadership or a mentoring relationship with someone, we should expect constructive criticism and feedback. That should be part of that healthy relationship. But often in uh, in leadership, that's not what happen, ha- happens. And sometimes in church leadership, it even can come from a place of discontent um, or seeking something that, that one person wants or thinks is important, even division. Um, so here are a few things that I've learned that help me when I'm criticized by other, others, and then I'm going to talk about the base. Um, so the first thing that I've learned about is where is the criticism coming from? Who is bringing the criticism? Um, is it someone that has a valid point of view, someone that I'm um, answering to, um, a stakeholder, someone that I really need to listen to, or could it be someone that's coming uh, from a place of jealousy or hurt or division? I'm, I'm not saying that you make a decision just based on that, but that's one thing. The second thing is, is it true? Um, is, is it true? And if it is, possibly I need to look at that thing, right? And the third thing is, can I do anything about it? Um, sometimes we uh, get negative feedback or neg- negative criticism, and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but sometimes there is something that we can do about it. And if we need to, this is where getting to the base is important. So remember, who is it coming from? Um, and what is it about? And then can I do anything about it? So when I'm criticized, it's important to know the truth of who I am as a leader. That's our base when we're receiving criticism. I am a leader because God has called me to this place and because other leaders in my life have seen leadership potential in me. That's why I'm here. I've been given something to oversee and I've been given people to lead and a mission to carry out. So knowing that truth, I can apply that and get to my base um, when I receive criticism or negative feedback before I do anything and before I even respond. So Nehemiah is a really great example of this. Um, He was criticized, he was even threatened as he worked to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. And at one point, his critics even tried to completely pull him off course by saying, of course, by saying, come and meet with us. We, We just wanna come talk to you. And this is what he responded by saying, I am engaged in a great work so I won't come. I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? So knowing who we are and what we're called to will help us deal well with criticism. So that's our first base that we can get to. The second thing that pulls us off balance is the unexpected, which happens typically anytime we're leading. There's going to be something unexpected that comes up. Someone's sick and they can't fill their spot. Uh, technology goes down or out or both, whatever. Um, Our plans are not carried out the way we hoped. Uh, Someone on the team takes things in another direction that we didn't plan for and we didn't see coming. Sometimes we have to make really quick decisions and we have to redirect on the fly, right? That's that's leadership. And um, that's not necessarily ideal, is it? But we, we sometimes have to do it. So there are a few things we can do to get back to our base here. The first thing is preemptive, and that's plan well plan well. Um, So one of our core values here at Word of Life is we are organized with expectancy and excellence. And what that means is we do the best we can to plan well, and we honor God by doing that. Um, In kids ministry, I always say, if you don't have a plan for them, they have a plan for you. Um, (laughs) So planning isn't something that comes naturally for everyone, but it's something that our teams 
depend on. They depend on us as leaders to plan well. Um, and speaking of teams, the second thing we can do preemptively is set our teams up for success. Um, make sure they know what's expected. Make sure they know what resources they have, how to get to those resources, um, what they can and cannot do, what the parameters around their job description are. Um, does someone need to be let into the building for an event? Something as simple as that. Do they need supplies? Have they been trained? Um, leading a team means thinking like a leader and also thinking like a team member. We have to be able as leaders to see things from their view. So in spite of that preemptive work, there are things that are going to go wrong. They just will. So knowing that really helps. As discouraging as that may sound, knowing that we can walk into a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or an event or a school day or whatever that may look like, knowing that things are going to go wrong might help. And then knowing that the unexpected is going to happen makes it less upsetting and less discouraging. But the truth to remember, the way to get to our base is recalling in those moments, who is our target audience? When we have to make decisions on the fly, when we have to pivot, who is our target audience? For me and for my team, that's our kids and our parents. So when we're leading, we need to know who is our target? Who are we ministering to? Who are we loving well? Um, and so when we have to make decisions quickly, let's remember um, that target audience. And for me, I have to think, are kids going to hear the word of God today if I make this change? Um, are kids going to feel welcome if I make this change? Change? Are they going to feel loved? Will families know their kids are safe? If the answer is yes, then I'm hitting my target. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But if not, then I need to redirect again, um, maybe even change course again. And sometimes that can be hard, but with practice, that gets better. So um, knowing that things are going to go wrong and knowing the truth of who our target audience can help us. James tells us, really encouraging like, that troubles are going to come our way. Um, but we're to be joyful. Um, when things don't go well, we may struggle to find joy. But if we know our target, if we know our base, then we know what we've been called to and we can find joy in that. And the third thing that can pull us off balance is what other people are doing what other people are doing. So another leader may have a talent that we don't have. Another church may be doing something in a different way. Same thing we're doing, but they're doing it in a different way. Um, and we think maybe we should try that out. Uh, we may feel like we need to compete. We might get sidetracked. Uh, we might even move in a direction that's different from what we're called to. So it's really easy to compare ourselves, right? It's easy to see somebody else doing something similar to what we're doing and we think they're doing it better. Um, we may feel inferior, we may feel diminished, or we may even feel like giving up um, when we see those things, right? We might think, if I can't do it like she does it, if I can't do it like he does it, if, if my ministry isn't doing it like that church's ministry is doing it, then I'm just going to give up. And getting to our base here is critical. And that is, we have to know the truth of who we are working for. That's the Lord, right? And why? We have to know the truth of who we're working for and why. So we have to remember our why. Our mission statement here at Word of Life is this. Word of Life AG exists for the purpose of leading individuals to become faithful and effective followers of Jesus Christ. I get to play a part in that. You get to play a part in that. We all get to play a part in that, even through things that seem mundane and not 
flashy and noticeable, right? Things like sending emails, scheduling and planning center, making copies, all of the little things that we do. Those are part of leading individuals to become faithful and effective followers of Jesus Christ. The second thing that we need to do when we begin to compare ourselves is nurture ourselves spiritually. That is elementary. It's Christ follower 101, right? But are we spending quality time with him? He's going to speak to us when we allow all of that noise to be hushed out and we just listen to him. He has a plan and a purpose for our life, for my life, for your life, your one and only life. It's not the same plan and purpose exactly as that other person, that other person, that other person. He has a plan for us. And the third thing is knowing what we believe. We won't be pulled off course by what someone else is doing or a bright, shiny idea that doesn't fit in our core values, or it might not even fit our theology, right? It might sound great, but it might not even fit what we believe. It doesn't quite line up with the full counsel of the word. So we have to know those things to get back to our base. Um, and the best example of this, of course, is Jesus, right? Um, he always knew his why. He never veered from his why. He didn't think about what the religious leaders were doing and how they were trying to get him to fit into their box. He wasn't about that. Um, he spent time with the father intentionally. He made time purposely to shut everything out and spend time with the Lord. He rested. He built relationships. And he knew how to answer those who tried to pull him off course in his theology and what he knew, right? He didn't just know who he was working for. He knew what he was working for and why. And uh, the truth of our personal relationship with God is always going to be the base that keeps us balanced. So knowing these three truths when we get off balance will help us get to our base, a place where we can regroup, a place where we can move forward. And that's the truth of who we are as a leader, the truth of who our target, target audience is, and the truth of who we are working for and representing and why. Um, so let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much uh, for this time that we've had together. We thank you for your word that always directs us and leads us back to truth. Father, I pray for the leaders that are in this space right now and those who are listening. Father, I just pray that you would bring encouragement to their hearts, that if there's anything that feels off balance, if there's anything that feels like it's disorienting or we might be flipped over and off course, God, that you would bring us back to our base, that you would bring us back to the truth, God, that you would bring us back to the truth of who you are and why we are serving you. Lord, help us together to glorify you in all that we do and to lead individuals to become faithful and effective followers of Jesus Christ. What an honor and what a privilege. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.